Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request. I'm your host, Justin Lamb, and this is the Self-Care Summer Series. This limited-run series aims to give you tangible, heavily researched self-care activities that anyone can do to improve their overall mental and physical well-being. So far, we've discussed exercise, meditation, cooking, alcohol, and drinking water. Simple. But this week, we are discussing one of my favorite things to do these days, a task that I spend a large amount of time on every single day. It's something I do for therapy, something I do for entertainment, and even something I do for this podcast. That thing is writing. You and I have lots in common. My request is sent. Would you like to be my friend? Would you like to be my friend? Let me start out by saying that this episode is for everyone. You don't have to be a novelist or a copywriter or a poet. Everyone has, in one way or another, and at one time or another, been a writer. Whether it's writing in a journal or a diary, writing for work, or academic writing, like writing papers for school. Written language has existed for over five and a half thousand years, and how people use the art of writing has evolved and changed dramatically in that time. But some of those core principles of why we write have remained the same throughout history, such as, you know, storytelling or to convey how you feel via poetry or songs or journaling. One thing people may be surprised to learn is how much writing can improve their mental health and in turn their physical health. In addition to talking with a professional writer and former guest, we will also be mentioning a number of research studies that have shown exponential benefits from writing as a regular practice, and how something as simple as journaling, in any form, can literally change your life. Before we dive too far in, though, let's meet the voice that's going to help guide us through this episode. I'm Katie Allen, and I'm a writer, author, and teacher. Katie, after publishing her first memoir in early 2021, began running and coordinating a number of writing courses and writing workshops for people of any skill and desire, teaching writing practice as a form of self-care. I think writing is a form of self-care because I've been doing it my entire life and it has carried me to where I am now. Um, it's delivered me really through or to the other side of a lot of pain and hardship and suffering from like all the angsty teen stuff that we all go through to like some really deep um, just existential crises to depression, um, to all sorts of things. And so, yeah, I, from journaling to writing practice, to writing a full out book, um, writing is for me the most important form of self-care in my life. Just as Katie mentioned how writing's carried her through depression and hardship, writing can also help manage, regulate, and devolve symptoms of those and many other issues in the world of mental health. In one study published in the journal Archives of Psychiatric Nursing, mothers of children and adolescents with emotional and behavioral issues were given directions for keeping a diary for a six-week period, either to write a gratitude journal or free write about what the best possible version of themselves looks like. All of the participants saw increases in optimism and gratitude and were able to better self-regulate during frustrating or difficult interactions with their children. Now, I'm not a parent, but I know a lot of them, and I've seen the helplessness and stress that comes along with having a troubled child. In fact, I've been that troubled child, and it's pretty impressive to see that a simple journaling activity can help improve those situations. But journaling is only one form of writing. As I mentioned earlier, there's a bunch out there. So let's talk to Katie and find out more. 
There are so many ways to write, but most people who hear writing, they immediately kind of tighten up and they think about like, oh, writing for homework, writing an, an essay for college, writing something I have to submit, writing, you know, requires skills, writing where I get a grade or feedback, writing a report for work. And there's a lot of negative associations with it. And so it is important to clarify that when I'm in this conversation, in this interview talking about writing, and I will say writing practice, I'm referring to writing practice um, because for me, that's the ultimate self-care form of writing, but there are so many different kinds of writing. So there's journaling, which is what I did my entire life. And I only heard about writing practice, by the way, like two years ago. Um, there are a lot of similarities, but journaling is just showing up to the page and writing what's going through your heart, your mind, what's going on today, uh, maybe reflecting a little bit. Um, but then you stop and reflect and write. You, you might um, not have a topic. Most of the time we just start writing. Of course, that contrasts with writing for a purpose, whether that's a, a report or an assignment or um, an essay. But there's something in between. There's a lot, I think, in between um, that is called writing practice. This might be our first obstacle in wrapping our heads around writing as a form of self-care. As a modern society, we often relate writing to work. This only makes sense, though, right? Like for over a decade of our life, much more if you go to college and grad school, Writing is something you do, as Katie mentioned, for a grade and with a deadline. It always involves some sort of pressure. So let's focus on the art of writing practice for now and try to let go of the thought that writing has to be for something or someone. And let's just try to look at writing as something that is for you. I want to shift from journaling to something Katie brought up writing practice. This is another form of writing that you do just for you, but there are some foundational structures to it. So let's learn about those. It has the word practice in it because it is a practice. It's not something you do, you know, at 11 p.m. to finish by midnight to submit. Writing practice, just like meditation practice or yoga practice or exercise practice, is something that you do on a regular basis to grow the skills that come with it, the benefits that come from it. And there are so many health benefits. And so with writing practice, the pressure is off. It is so lovely. The pressure is off because there's no good or bad in writing practice. There is no judgment, comment, or feedback at any point. Um, but there are kind of three main components. Um, you, first of all, will sit before writing practice. You don't have to, but you can. It's highly encouraged. And by sitting, I mean meditation. And you can meditate before you write and then you read aloud, which is a really powerful thing. I could talk about each of these three things separately, but as far as writing practice, you put pen to paper and you write without stopping. You write without editing, without correcting spelling, grammar, without adding on your comments because our internal editor is always ready to you know, clamp down on what we've just done or said or thought and judge it and critique it and say why it's not good enough. And so with writing practice, you're trying to get ahead of those thoughts and judgments or what some people might refer to as monkey mind um, by keeping your hand moving. So if you don't stop to edit or modify what you're thinking or feeling or remembering, you find that the more you practice, the deeper you can go and the more you can really learn about yourself and your patterns and ways of thinking. I love this a steady stream of conscious writing. It can feel unnatural too, like not stopping and taking a moment to fix a mistake or pausing to find the right word. Sometimes <laughs> I'll write out my thought process in those times that I can't find the right word. And if you read it, it will like verbatim say, uh, and then I found, oh, what's the word? There's this descriptor I'm thinking of and I can't place it. 
It's not depleted, but it's similar. I guess I could just write depleted for now and move on, but that's not the word. And you may think that all of that was trash and pointless and gibberish, but it's a practice. And as you get into the flow and begin to do it more, those inner critic voices become quieter and you're better able to move through your writing and potentially have a breakthrough. For those of you that have been following along with the summer series, you may be getting a feeling of deja vu because there are aspects of writing practice that are similar to meditation. Here's Katie again. It really is an extension of meditation practice. In fact, it is rooted in the 2000 plus year tradition of, of Zen Buddhism, as Natalie Goldberg writes about in her book, Writing on the Bones, Freeing the Writer Within, which is what I read and how I learned about writing practice. And um, as soon as I added that to my life, um, everything changed. And in fact, within a few months, I independently published my first book. Um, I had been so in my head about it, how it should really look, what it should be like, um, what it shouldn't look, or what it shouldn't be like. Because I was fresh out of 10 years of teaching in academia at the university level. And I was teaching classes like academic writing for graduate students at the University of Michigan. So to go from that end of the spectrum to creative writing and memoir and sharing a personal experience um, with whoever chooses to, to read it is really hard. Um, you feel really vulnerable. And we're a society that does not like to you know, feel discomfort or pain or vulnerability. Um, though I see that's changing, which is good. And it's because of practices like meditation and such. Writing practice is possibly my favorite thing to do with someone. It's personal and intimate and allows for a connection while also providing a space of solitude and comfort and sharing yourself with not just another person, but yourself as well. In a study published in the Journal of Creativity and Mental Health, researchers discussed the benefits of using writing prompts, just like in writing practice, to help adolescents name and uncover traumas and other issues they may be dealing with and unable to properly process. And in regard to processing things, especially thoughts and feelings about yourself, one of the most remarkable things about writing practice is the last step of reading the writing aloud. Some of the biggest breakthroughs I've had in therapy is saying out loud the things that I've been thinking and feeling for years. There's something that happens when you verbalize those thoughts and feelings and make them so much more real and impactful on your well-being. Here's Katie with a similar sentiment. The majority of the therapy sessions I've had in my life is like 49 minutes of me talking and one minute of my therapist saying, that sounds really hard. <laughs> and me feeling one million times better because what it boils down to, why reading aloud is so powerful and important in writing practice is you are speaking aloud your life, your insides, your truth and reality, and someone is bearing witness to it and you're being seen. And the most beautiful part is there is no comment, there's no feedback, because in writing practice, there's no good or bad. I don't know if I've said that yet, but it's actually the most important thing about it. There's no good or bad, so you can't do it wrong. <laughs> you can't mess it up, and we're so worried about that. Doing it right, doing it better. Well, guess what? Like Natalie Goldberg talks about this, says this all the time. Like You can write the worst shit in America uh, when you do writing practice, or write the worst shit in the world. Um, and so reading aloud is is really beautiful um, because people bear witness to it. They see you. Often you feel like loving support in these communities, um, but nobody can say anything, not after you read, not in the future. Um, so you don't have to worry about somebody trying to fix you, give you advice, recommend that like killer oil that they use, uh, you know, some, some nothing. It's freeing. 
Whether it's journaling or doing something like Natalie Goldberg's writing practice, there is no end to the benefits of writing, especially and sometimes expressly when done regularly. Finally, if you made it this far and you're still questioning whether or not writing practice is for you or if you have any form of imposter syndrome about writing in general, here's Katie again with some good advice. It is so normal for people to feel a lot of resistance when something like this comes up, like writing practice or some new self-care practice. This one is just so easy to start. It's free. You can do it on your computer or notebook. You can do it by yourself, um, but it is better, I think, to do it with other people so that you can, when you read aloud, have a human there. But I have read aloud with nobody around because it is still a powerful thing to read it aloud. You can very easily start your own writing practice groups. Um, you can write with people who've done it before. You can find them online. You can do it at your local library. Um, it is absolutely like accessible for all. And so I just really encourage people to give it a try um, and then give it a few weeks of doing maybe one a day for 10 minutes. I'm thinking of, or I remember, but it can be literally any topic. It can be pot roast, 10 minutes, go. It can be, give me a memory of the fifth grade, 10 minutes, go. And definitely start with shorter times. If you can't do 10, do five. Um, bring a little notebook with you at the, you know, to your doctor's appointment and um, one minute go, five minutes go. The smaller the task, the more likely we're going to we're going to do it and then grow a habit and just try it. Just try it. This is the overarching theme of these self-care episodes. Just give one or all of these things a try. They are proven to improve your life. And I've got the peer-reviewed journals to back me up on that. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got to join Katie for our weekly writing practice with her amazing community. Hey guys, good morning. Let's get settled in. Um, hope everybody's doing well. I'm gonna open up my notebook here. Okay, so get your pens out. Open to a new page. And before we begin, as you know, we're gonna sit for a few minutes. We'll sit for five minutes. I would like to give a huge thank you to Katie Allen, who you can find out more about and sign up for her writing workshops, weekly writing practices, daily writing salons, or any other number of awesome things she does at katieallen.net. And go ahead and check out my interview with her on this show, which was episode 57, right on the heels of her book launch. Special thanks to Talia Dalton for the theme music and Valerie McKenzie for always reading everything I send them and providing the feedback that fuels me to write more. We will be back with more juicy and beneficial topics next week. But until then, I ask that you set a timer for 10 minutes, open a new page, grab your pen, and reflect on this episode as the beginning of your own writing practice. 10 minutes. Ready? Ready?